Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh. This is bonus episode number five. This week on the episode, I've got Kevin from the band Guardrail. Um, had a great time talking with him. We talked about their new EP that's coming out called Yikes. Uh, we talked about them signing to Open Your Ears Records the Chicago music industry and, and like kind of the music scene in Chicago. Um, we talked a lot about the EP as well and just all kinds of stuff. Uh, great conversation with Kevin. Really looking forward to when music is allowed to happen again. You know, live music is allowed to happen again. Being that they're based out of Chicago, some of my favorite venues to shoot are in Chicago. So hoping to get up there and do some stuff with, with the, the band. And, um, yeah, hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, wanted to get this one up before the EP drops, which is coming out on September the 25th via Open Your Ears Records, and that EP is called Yikes. For now, though, here's my conversation with Kevin from guardrail basically what we do to to kick off i do ask the the same opening question that you'll hear every single interview and that is um just tell people your name what you do in the band and just a, a little bit of background on yourself yeah uh my name is kevin uh, i'm the singer in guardrail uh i'm 31 i just turned 31 a couple weeks ago uh and yeah i've been playing music I, I got a guitar at like 13 and started a, a band in high school that wasn't amazing or anything like that when I was about 16. Uh, and I just been playing in multiple bands kind of ever since and trying to find one that stuck and it seems like this one's starting to stick. So hell yeah. Awesome. Um, so with uh, Guardrail, you guys kind of started off calling yourself Diet Punk as a as a joke, uh, but it's kind of yeah. expanded into a, a real personality. <laughs> yeah, so we kind of came up with that just, I don't even remember the exact like time that we came up with that, but um, I was just writing, I was making an Instagram post and I was writing hashtags and we, we've always been, you know, very much fans of like stupid, like puns and plays on words and shit. Right. And uh, I was writing hashtag support local music and then our old guitarist at the time said like, about hashtag support low-cal music, like low-calorie. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was just like, yeah, because we're, we're diet punk. We're not real punk. We're not that 100%, you know, but we're not quite fat-free. We're... <laughs> right. And then, and then we just started like, that's actually kind of cool. And then we just kind of rolled with that. And it's just kind of like our fancy way of saying pop-punk because we're not like, you know, rancid or anti-flag, but we're not like Good Charlotte or, right. or all-time low. We're kind of somewhere in the middle and – it's kind of the same, same sort of realm as like, you know, newfound glory and bands like that. Where it's, yeah. it's, yeah, that's, that's kind of where that came from. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I picked up on that, you know, um, with the the lead single off the new EP, um, mm -hmm. which is coming out September the twenty fifth. Yes. So, um, with the the new single, the lead single being "Till We're Dead." Um, mm -hmm. I got very much a kind of newfound glory or like captain, no captain crunch type, uh, <laughs> you know, like, Oh my God, that's funny. That's what I, I say the same thing about that. Man. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think it's, I think it's a perfect like mix of like what you were saying. It's, it's got punk, you know, roots and things like that, but it's not like a hundred percent anti-establishment raw in your face. Like. It's, yeah, yeah. It's watered down just a little bit. It's a little more uh -huh. radio friendly, a little more family friendly. Um, uh -huh. You know, but I, I'm 35 myself, so coming up through yeah. the the pop punk scene and emo and all that stuff growing up, I think you guys definitely have a sound that is nostalgic, but at the same time offers just enough like newness and and freshness to it that it's easy to to hook into people. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Um, we kind of, we it just, as a band, um, <clears throat> we we all kind of listen to such a wide variety of like the punk rock sort of genre. And 
it kind of all blends together when we're trying to write. And this is actually, you know, the first, the first like punk rock band I've ever been in. It's always been punk rock's been like my my favorite since I was like nine years old. I discovered Blink One Eighty Two, and then just kind of dove in after that. Because before then, I was into like boy bands. Like right. my first con- my first concert ever was the Backstreet Boys when I was about nine or ten. I mean, that's respectable but, uh, still, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, but yeah, I. I was always into punk. I was, you know, on my my bass. I I, I was always a bassist, and uh, the first band that I was ever in was actually with Ken, who plays guitar and guardrail. We've been friends since we were about ten years old. So, um, we've just been playing in bands since we could play in bands. Um, but uh, we, you know, the the my bass in that band, my first band, had like Blink One Eighty Two stickers and Bowling for Soup and Less Than Jake all over it, even though we weren't really playing that type of music and. Then I was just into like these kind of hard rock bands and alternative bands. I played in a metal band for a bit, and um, you know, I, I actually when I when I started this band, I was just like, I actually kind of got the idea because I went and saw the Swellers play, and I just they were a band that I just, I just kept trying to see for like years and just yeah. couldn't couldn't do it. Every time they were in town, I like was stuck in traffic and missed their set, or I was out of town or I had work or something like that. And, um, finally saw them, you know, at this little venue here called Bee Kitchen, and I was just like, "Fuck, this, this is what I want to do." These, the, this energy in the room, yeah. like the, the just the vibe. There wasn't even like a ton of people in the room, but it was just like, there's just like this electricity, and I was like, "Man, I haven't, I haven't seen that type of energy, you know, from a smaller band in any of the bands or genres that I've played in before." So, right. um, so I, I ended up. Kind of just writing on Facebook, who wants to start a band, and and then it just worked out. We've just been working at it, and so I think like being that I haven't ever played or written for an actual like punk rock band, I just had all this pent up punk rock energy inside of me that was just like, all right, now it's it's a lot easier for me to to write because I I haven't been spending my entire life writing it, so right. you know, so. Yeah. And for people that don't know, you guys are based out of Chicago. Um, yes, yes. One of my absolute favorite areas to shoot. I'm based a little bit north of Indianapolis, so I go up to Chicago oh, quite cool. a bit. Um, Beat Kitchen's awesome. The yes. Metro. Um, mm-hmm. Bottom Lounge. Like, there's so many awesome venues up there. And yes, especially yes. for this type of music scene. Talk a little bit about that. Now that you guys have, you know, found this sound and are able to kind of ingrain yourself within this genre in mm-hmm. Chicago what's that kind of reception been like it has been kind of cool because being that we are sort of an in-betweener with our sound we're kind of you know a little we play we'll play shows with uh more poppy bands but then we're like the heavy band on that right. bill and then we'll play with you know some some more punk quote-unquote bands and we're like the poppy band on that bill so it, we're kind of we, we kind of can dip our, our feet into there because I'm like, all right, we're playing this show. Let's play our catchier songs because of the bands we're playing with. And then, you know, we've played with bands like uh, like Waster and uh, our first show ever was with Pat and Pending. And, uh, but then we've also played with, uh, you know, like the, the Queers and the Bull Weevils and stuff like that. So we, we kind of, it is kind of nice that we get to do that. I remember when we played with Waster, it was Waster and Pavements who they're, yeah, it's the guy. The guy from uh, Team Wolf. It's his band. So he, being that he's in that band, there's a bunch of like teenage girls in the crowd. So right. we're like, all right, cool. So we we played that, and there's one song that we have. Uh, it was a single we put out last year called "Screaming Bloody Mary," and I scream like two lines in that song. And my girlfriend said when I when I did that, she noticed this group of girls was looking at each other like, oh. <laughs> like, they just weren't expecting to hear any screaming in that show, you know. Yeah. So, and I don't do it very often, but it's just like we were the heavy band, we were like the punk band on that, like uh, you know, the more the more punk, I should say, right. sounding band. So it is kind of nice that we're able to sort of float around and play these poppier shows, and you know, we've played shows with all just like kind of emo-y, kind of that new, you know, real friends style of yeah. punk rock bands. But then we've also played these these old like. With, the, with these older bands, like, you know, the Ataris and stuff like that. So it's been really cool. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, I think, you know, when it comes to, if somebody were to just look at a list of Chicago bands, you've got, mm-hmm. you know, like Fall Out Boy, um, 
Real Friends and just so many others that it's like the amount mm-hmm. of, of pop punk and punk that's in Chicago is amazing. But you guys, yeah. like, Chicago, I think, is is a great example of there's not just a music scene. Like, you guys have a ton of, like, hip-hop up there. Um, yeah. There's a great metal scene up there. Like, Chicago really is super inclusive with their music. And, like, yeah. everybody's yeah. welcome. Yeah, and it, it is nice, too, because, like, I have kind of dipped my own feet into different scenes a bit because like i said i played in this uh this metal band called el famous for a little bit and uh a lot of the dudes that i met from that metal scene still come out to guardrail shows yeah. even though they're not really into it because they're just like oh i like heaven so like they're they're also supportive and then but for I, I was playing in both bands at the same time for a while so a lot of the you know more more punk scene people would come to see famous and then vice versa you know yeah. so it is it is kind of cool because we have all these different scenes and i'll be like oh there's a metal show that i'm gonna go to tonight and then tomorrow i'll go to like this weird alternative show and you know it's it, it's it's pretty cool i yeah. like it yeah and there you know i was naming a few of them earlier but there's so many venues uh in the chicago area too like there's cobra lounge which is right down the street mm-hmm. from uh is it bottom lounge that's right next yeah. to them like yeah, yeah it's literally two blocks away so if you don't like the show you're at walk down to another venue you may find a <laughs> show that been, you like <laughs> there's been many times where i've done that I, I actually just on my facebook memories today um like a year ago i did that exact thing i went to a show at cobra lounge stayed for most of those bands and then i had some friends playing at bottom lounge so we just left and walked down to bottom lounge. <laughs> and that's kind of funny that you brought that up because Literally a year ago today, I did that exact thing. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I really had no clue about that either. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so talk a little bit about, well, we're going to dive into the EP, but first let's talk a yeah. little bit about signing with uh, Open Your Ears Records. Yeah, um, it was really fortunate that that happened because, uh, you know, the it was, it was right after the whole pandemic thing was starting. And um, we, we played a show at, uh, at Burlington, on March 12th and that was like the day that like the NBA was announcing they were postponing their season and just like things were starting to go downhill right like, so we played this show it was like it was kind of nice that we had that show that day because it was like one last hurrah kind of yeah so, and I, I sort of so we were able to kind of go into it being like all right it seems like things are closing down so this might be our last one for a little while we didn't know it was going to be this long but um but yeah we we did that um our EP, we recorded it back in October, and we had an Indiegogo yeah. to raise yeah. funds for it. And, you know, we, we passed our goal. It was, it was awesome. Uh, felt a lot of support there. It was, it was nice to see. Um, so I guess, you know, thanks to everyone, if you're listening, who donated some money. That was, it was very, very kind of you, and I'll never forget you. Right. Um, and, as, and as soon as I can, I'll give you some kisses. But um, <laughs> so we did it, and um, so the EP was... You know, we have our, our we had our first like mix and master of it um, ready. We were we were planning on releasing it at the end of April because mm-hmm. um, it was it was ready around end of March. Uh, we got the those mixes, and one of the things was you know whoever donated to the Indiegogo, um, we would pass the EP along to you guys early, just so you guys could be the first ones to hear it because you helped us actually do it. Right. Um, and one of the guys that contributed is this guy neil who is like an internet friend of mine he and i are both in the uh lead singer syndrome podcast all access club together yeah <laughs> so nice. um so he actually works with open your ears he got he helps a lot with like the pr and uh you know scouting out bands and stuff and he heard it he, he texted me and he was like yo um can i send this over to the guy at the label and i was like absolutely why would why would right. I say no? But he's like, oh, I figured it'd be okay. I just wanted to, you know, make sure, which you know, very very polite of him. And he did, and uh, you know, we got in contact with them, and yeah, everything was so up in the air with Handy and everything like that. So it was like, all right, he, you know, the, the guy Adam from the label who I was talking with said he, you know, he really liked it, but you know, he tries to, you know, not sign a band until he's actually seen them play. So we were trying right. to figure that all out. So. I don't know. We, we, it was just like a lot of talks for a few weeks, and then uh, we we 
just came to a decision on it and they, they just really wanted it. So I'm like, cool, let's, let's fucking do it. So um, it's just, yeah, we ended up getting it remixed and remastered, which like, you know, it, it brought the sound just up a notch to the next level. And I'm really happy with how it turned out. Uh, we they had, they had it mixed by uh, Will Beasley out in Virginia. Yeah. And uh, and then here we are. So we're, we're putting it out. So obviously things are, you know, very delayed from where we originally intended on having this out. Being that we recorded this back in October, and so it'll be like almost a year at this point. Right. But but I we couldn't be happier with how it ended up because you know it was kind of a, a you know making making the best of the situation that we're all in right now with the whole you know pandemic and everything like that. So um, yeah, we're we're excited. We're definitely excited. And they've been nothing but great to work with. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I got a chance to, to listen to the record. Um, Becky mm -hmm. sent that over to me. So right on. Um, right on. super solid. I do want to dive into a couple of the tracks. Uh, yes. We'll start, obviously, with the song that everybody's heard by now, um, mm -hmm. Till We're Dead. So just kind of what inspired it's it's a very chanty song, if you will. Um, yeah. You yeah. know, it, it, it's a little more on the pop side, I think, but it's still very much rooted that song was the one that when I heard it, I was like, oh, it's it's Captain or Chunk, no Captain <laughs> Chunk. I'm like, you know, like that's that exact yeah. style. Um, but talk just a little bit about what went into the creation of that. Yeah. So um, so the whole EP, we we call it Yikes. Yikes is just something that me and my friend group just say all the time. Just a bad joke or something. Right. You know, we're, we're watching a, a sporting a sporting game, a sporting event, if you will. I'm not really much of a sportsman. <laughs> I don't know the uh, technical term. No, but, uh, you know, it's just like, oh, yikes. Like, it's just something we say all the right. time. And the, the whole EP sort of has this theme of, like, you know, our millennial generation, which I, I hate that it's millennials almost like a slur these days. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but we we just have a lot on our plates, and, you know, especially now. Like, writing this whole record a year ago, we just had no idea what this year was going to be like. But... Um, but yeah, it's it's all just about like you know turning thirty and you know because we're all about the same age. Um, you know, Ken and I are both we both just turned thirty one, and uh, the other two, Doug and Alyssa, are twenty nine now, I believe. And so we're all right about there. Yeah. And it's just like man, we're looking at like the past generations, and like we we all work full time, forty to fifty hour a week jobs, and still are like you know. We're like getting by, you know. Yeah. So it's just there's all this stuff, you know. The healthcare system's fucked. So there's global warming, and then our politics are just in the shitter. Everything just sucks, and we just have all this on our plates. While also just like trying to, you know, start families and stuff, and it's just it's just crazy. So going into writing this, I just had that that sort of mindset. So it's it's not really like a concept record, but it's more of like a there's like an overlying theme to everything right. so right. so with this song in particular um it's actually uh it was an idea that we have a a guy named zach who's like our kind of unofficial fifth member he just like plays second guitar live for us yeah uh, he's he's in a band called the linden method they're they're pretty great they're on their they're, they're more on the punk side of of where we're at they're um you know very like no effects -y. yeah um but he he just plays guitar with us live and he he's kind of helped us out where he'll just sit in when we're sitting around writing music and he'll be like, Oh, I have an idea. And I'll just like throw a little lead over whatever we're doing. And, uh, this, this song was actually an idea that the, the two main parts of the song, the chorus and the verse part, um, were a thing that he wrote like forever ago and just like had it in the back of his head. He's like, I think this could make a good guardrail song. You guys can see what you guys can do with this. And he gave that to us. And, uh, so we went into the studio, um, there were two songs that didn't have lyrics completely written. I had like melodies sort of, uh, you know, demoed out where she's saying like nonsense or just bada ba or, you know, something, 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 you know, things yeah. like that. And uh, so we, that one wasn't even, that was the least complete. We didn't have the, the, the whole thing written out yet. Um, and we had it structured way differently. We had it where the chorus part was actually the first part. And the first part was actually the chorus part. So when we sat there, we did a, when we went to the studio, we had a day of pre-production first with, with uh, our producer, Nick Diener, who 
coincidentally, coincidentally was the singer of the Swellers. So just it's kind of a weird, uh, you know, turn of events that yeah. they were kind of the reason that this band started. And now he's like our producer um, and, you know, a great dude. And I, I don't think the Swellers wrote a bad song, in my opinion. So we were definitely stoked to like sit and kind of work on these songs and have him help us out with them. And it was I'm very I'm very glad we did that because a lot of the things that he brought up we had, we were like, oh yeah, we didn't even think about it that way and things like that. So he he actually brought, he's like, I think what you think is the verse should actually be the chorus and vice versa because I feel like it's going to flow a lot better that way. We're like, okay. So we just chopped up the demo and moved things around and restructured everything and then sat there and wrote lyrics. And I was just kind of thinking of, you know, what what the song needs to be about um it's kind of just like a general like you know we're all kind of our generation and uh and and as a whole is just sort of dealing with this sort of all, all these world issues and our own personal issues and uh we're sort of writing about that like we're just kind of constantly searching for this thing that's going to validate us and 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 actually give us what we feel like you know our parents generation had like oh they got that job they got that house they had they had a kid and a lot of us are trying to find that same feeling and can't and then, then we're disappointed and unfulfilled and everything so yeah that was kind of where my mind was when i was writing the lyrics and uh and the whole the whole shanty part too i'm i'm a huge fan of the bouncing souls and they do that and yeah every every other song they put out it's it's it becomes a sing-along that way and I was, i've always loved that We've only done that a handful of times in our in our discography, so I wanted to do that a little more because I just I, I always loved that. So, so we decided to do that, and it worked out. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know the the chanty part. Uh, when shows can happen again, I think that's going to be one of those moments where you guys are going to be on stage and look out across the crowd and just see you know like the the peak energy is going to be within that. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that because I, I think, you know, having that, you know, gang vocal, you know, chanty chorus, um, it just sort of calls for the listener to be like, that's a sing-along right there. And yeah. then they're going to want to be that gang vocal crowd sing-along when they actually see that band. So that's that's the idea. Let's hope it works. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> um, so next, let's talk a little bit about the opening track, which is Really. Um, I think layout wise, I'll, I'll go ahead and say this layout wise. I think you guys nailed the order for this, this EP. Like, I don't think that there's a, a song out of place. You know what I mean? So nice. what went into, or was there much discussion or, or decision on this is going to be the opening track for this, this record? This one kind of always just seemed that way because the, the intro part where it's just the guitar mm-hmm. that, um, I kind of just wrote that verse out kind of as like a, almost almost like a poem. And I just sort of had a, a chord progression in mind when I was writing it. And, you know, that, that, that part doesn't come back again through the rest of the song. So I, I, I always felt like that was kind of a good, like, like just intro or just opening yeah. for the record itself. So that, that song seemed to be always the first one. And then the last song in the title track, yikes that kind of always was in our head is like the the last one yeah. and then the four in the middle we're kind of like okay which one should be here which one should be there we kind of you know messed around with that and i've always been a fan of making like uh mix cds you know burning yeah. burning cds for the car and stuff and I, I would always like sequence them in a way that made sense to me even even though they were you know my own little compilation you know so you know i i've feel like I sort of had a little bit of a strength there with that just because I had so much practice with, right. with mix CDs and whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, we, we sort of just laid it out. We're like, okay, so this song goes well into this song and this song goes into this song. What if we tried this? And it just sort of, we, we found, I think, a good flow for it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, I think, you know, I did the same thing with mixed cds back in the day like I, yeah. I vividly remember in high school i'd have friends that would be like hey josh can you can you make me a mix cd like they'd hear something that i had in in my car or whatever because i was 
I was real particular about it, like what you were just saying, like, okay, this uh -huh. this song ends this way, so I want something that picks up on the next track like this. Like, I want it to flow instead of just being like, oh, here's, you know, whatever at the time. Here's uh, Three Doors Down, and next is Leonard Skinner. Like, does this work? <laughs> what What's going on? Yeah, um, exactly. So, yeah, I think, you know, even whether you realized it or not, you know, maybe that, that training was, uh, kind of your music production <laughs> training, figuring out that flow. Yeah, exactly. I was, I was teaching myself a skill I didn't know I needed. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> a big one we're, we're going to, you know, throw out there. Uh, you got to work with Garrett from the color morale. How did, yeah, you, yeah. yeah. How did that come to be? And what, you know, for you being a fan of, so many different genres and having played in so many different genres, what did it mean for you to, to get him on the record? Yeah. So, um, so Garrett, so the color morale is from Rockford, Illinois. So they're, they're a little, you know, they're not really interested in Chicago right. scene per se, but they're probably about what was Rockford, like an hour and a half out of, out of Chicago, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I, I just grew up, there's this little shitty venue out in the suburbs. Um, I actually grew up in the, in the suburbs of Chicago. There's this little shitty venue called uh, Penny Road Pub, uh -huh. and it's sort of in the middle of the woods. <laughs> and <laughs> it's like upstairs is like a biker bar, but downstairs is a basement, and there's a lot of a lot of bands like the Color Morale would always play there and stuff. So I was never like huge into metalcore and stuff like that, but there were some bands that kind of stuck out to me. The, I guess the more melodic sounding yeah. ones or the you know, the less, uh, I guess, cliche ones. Uh, and the color morale was always interesting because, like, A, they were from here, and B, um, you know, I just, I've, I always gravitated towards his voice, and I just felt like their songs, while they were, like, you know, heavy, had the breakdowns and stuff, but then super catchy, melodic choruses. And uh, so I've always just liked the color morale because yeah. of that. And, uh, you know, I talked to him at shows here and there, and, and at, basement of the penny road pub and stuff and he was always such a great dude and um fast forward to 2016 or something like that uh my old band El famous actually played a couple shows with them oh okay uh, and we we played their their record release show for their their more recent record uh -huh. so it was pretty cool and uh yeah, i talked to him there and yeah i had a good a good deep chat with with Garrett after the show, just about you know where where I wanted to go with my music and stuff, because he said he liked my voice a lot and everything. And, you know, it was really cool. And you know, he, he might not even remember that we had that talk, but it kind of it, it did really like mean a lot to me that he you know didn't even really know me, but cared enough about music and about you know this this musician that you you just played a show with. So where he was like, you know, you he's just giving me advice and yeah. stuff like that it was it meant a lot and uh and so you know we've always been one to have vocal features on our on our stuff we've always done our recordings ourselves and uh, our, our last two eps always had the first ep had three guest vocals and the second one had four guest vocals just like from different bands around in our local scene uh so we've always been down with that. And I was like, we need at least one on this one. I know we're recording it up in Michigan, but uh, so I was just kind of thinking like, let's try and aim a little higher than our friends. No right. offense to our friends, but you know, let's, let's, let's see what we can do. And he was one of the first people that came to mind because it's like, hey, he's not in the punk scene really. I mean, I, I know he kind of grew up like BMX riding and he does like punk rock, but right. he's, he's in a metalcore band or, or whatever you want to call them. Um, so I, I, I had a, a mutual friend with him, so I had reached out to her, and I was like, yo, you know, do you think I can get Garrett's email address or something like that? I wanted to, you know, just reach out to him about potentially working on a song together, and she was like, I'm actually with him right now. Uh, he's, he said to text him, here's his number. I'm like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> so so I did, and uh, once we once we recorded the record, he, he agreed. He's like, yeah, it sounds awesome, man. And I was like, all right, sick. So... We, uh, we recorded the record, uh, and then once the first mix was there, I, re I recorded that the part that he did myself just so just in case it didn't work out. We still right. had that part recorded, or, or and then it, it, he's doing it. He has something to reference, so he's not going in there blind. 
because um, I already had all the lyrics written and everything. And uh, sent him that, and uh, yeah, it, took, it took him a little bit to get into the studio, but once he finally did, he sent it over. And we were like, hell yeah! He took what I did and made it, kind of made it his own, and made it better in my opinion. Right. Uh, so he he did some cool little inflections with his voice, and I was like, oh, I did not think to do that. Like I, I sang it pretty straightforward, but he uh, he sold it up. Yeah. So so yeah, we we're very stoked with how it came out. Yeah, and I I think you know. For people that maybe don't know the color morale or Garrett, like what you were saying there, like he's got such a a distinguished voice. Like you could hear mm-hmm. him in a mix with several different people, and if you've heard him sing before, you're gonna be like, "Oh, there's Garrett." You know, like that's that's his yeah, part. Yeah. Um, and I think with that, like what you were saying too is, you know, he he doesn't do a ton of guest vocals. Mm-hmm. And he definitely, at least I haven't seen anything where it's on the more pop punk side when he does do a guest vocal. So to grab right, somebody right. from outside of the, the core scene, if you will, um, I think was a, a great addition to the record where it's everything that it should have been. And then we're just going to add a, that little bit of spice by bringing somebody else in. Yeah. And you know, we didn't want something expected. There's a, there's a lot of bands in our scene that, you know, they, they do a lot of guest vocals for a lot of the local bands. And, you know, whether it be the the guy from Real Friends or, or Knuckle Puck or something like that. And I was just like, I want to I wanna do something a little out of left field that you're not expecting for, right. for our band. I'm glad he was down to do it because what, what kind of made me go, he would be good for this was I know the Color Morale did, uh, right before they went on their hiatus, they did this little EP of cover songs. Or just all five of the members picked a song and yeah. they covered it and uh, they did a Jimmy Eat World song and you know that song is not a metalcore song whatsoever <laughs> right. but they, they 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 did a pretty straightforward cover of it and I was like cool okay he he does sound good doing this type of music so yeah I think it's gonna be a good fit and you know, we did pick our the, one of the more aggressive songs on the record for him to do but um, but yeah it's, it it worked perfectly I'm glad it worked <laughs> yeah and I definitely agree I think it. Like I said, it it was already the record itself is already a, a great vision and whatnot, and I think just that little bit of extra by having him potentially any guest vocals, but like him specifically on that song, I think just takes it up that extra step, you know. Yeah, exactly. I'm stoked for everyone who's you know not behind the scenes to actually get to hear it because it's uh, I feel like it's it is gonna catch the people off guard a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and luckily they only have to wait a little over two weeks at this point, so like two yeah. and a half weeks. Um, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about, um, because of quarantine and everything, obviously mm-hmm. that, that's been pretty heavy on a lot of people. Um, yeah. You know, in Chicago specifically, you guys went through a massive lockdown. What yep. what did that do for you guys as a band and just even individually, like towards your mental health or your your kind of view of what was happening? Yeah, I mean, the the first thing I'll say is like, wear a fucking mask. My God, right. what is wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God, I just had like a family. Uh, so much of my extended family are like super Trump head, like. You know, oh, it's just a hoax by the Dems and 5G and all this bullshit. Uh-huh. And, you know, they, you know, a few of them just got COVID. I'm like, yo, you see? Right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, we've, you know, I, I am very happy that this whole, uh, you know, deal with Open Your Ears and everything worked out the way it, it did because it kept the wind in our sails because we were, like, gearing up to release this. You know, we, we tossed it around to a few labels, but no one really bit, and we were just going to release it ourselves. And just yeah. be like, ah, oh, whatever. You know, we'll, we'll promote it ourselves. We'll play. We, we had some shows lined up. We were supposed to play with Bowling for Soup and, yeah, and back in April, and that it would have been, like, the week that the record would have came out. Right. We are like, damn. And I got pushed back to August, which then just got canceled altogether. And, you know, we had some other things that weren't even announced yet. And we we're just like, damn, all right, well, let's, I guess, see. And then, but luckily this, this happened. So this kind of kept us optimistic for the future and everything. And kept, it, it, it gave us things to look forward to, I think, you yeah. know. And, uh, I mean, outside of the band, though, it's just been like, 
this is by far the longest I've gone without being in a live music setting and right. or even just here playing a show or anything since since I was 15, 16. Uh, it's it's very weird and it, it, like going to shows is like a it's a social thing. It's a community and you know it's it's almost like you know some people go to church i go to shows you know right. it's, it's that's my community that's you know the church is your community and this is this is mine and uh and then you're just playing shows like even band practice like we're we're all taking the, the quarantine seriously so we're not getting together for practice in a small room getting sweaty together when right you know we don't know um so there's you know we haven't been able to like blow off steam in that way and uh, well, we shot the music video for Till We're Dead. That was the first time we, all four of us had been in the same spot in like two or three months or whatever. Or it's like, oh my God, you're all still, you're, you're still real. Like, <laughs> right. you know, like we just seen each other through the computer screen, having like Zoom meetings and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely been challenging and I'm trying to, trying to navigate through this like mentally and physically. It's just like so weird. And it's also so frustrating because so many people just won't follow that, the, the guidelines and everything. Right. Like just this weekend, that band Tantric played a show out here in the yeah. suburbs. And I was, there's just, I don't know, 50 people there. They're all right up next to each other. I'm like, stop. Yeah. You're making this worse for everyone else. <laughs> like I was listening to a podcast the other day with, uh, I was listening to the Sapnin podcast and Four Year Strong was on it. And they were, they, they put it best that they're just like, they see all these anti-maskers and all these, you know, these bands like Smash Mouth playing these biker festivals right. and shit. And they're just like, you're just pushing back our first day of the week and play a proper show again. Yeah. And it's so frustrating and it's because there's nothing we can do. So it's like, it is easy to feel helpless and um, try to try to not uh, dive into that feeling very much. But yeah, we're, right. just, we're just trying to stay as social as possible to keep that those thoughts out of your head, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing that, you know, coming from, like, I've got a day job outside of, of the music industry, but I do concert mm-hmm. photography and, and music journalism. So, like, from that aspect, for me, too, this is the longest I've been without seeing a live show, photographing one, talking to yeah. to artists face-to-face, things like that. And it's like, I, I'm one of those people, like, I, I get it that you want your freedom, but... Mm-hmm it's not truly about freedom. You know what I mean? Like, I know it's it, being, a, <laughs> being a person, man. right? Just, just do what you're told, you know? And it's so funny. Cause these are the same people that are just like, well, if you follow the law, you won't get shot by the cops. That's a whole nother conversation. Right. But like, it's those same guys <laughs> of people. It's like, just, just wear a mask. It's not that hard. They're not saying like, you can't walk. They're just right. saying wear a mask, you know? Yeah. It's, and it's so simple. I just do it. You know, you're just going to target. Relax. Yeah. Yeah, well, and so, like, the two things on that is, A, the music industry, once the news broke that, like, large events or gatherings were shut down, like, the music industry immediately knew, we're going to be the last ones coming back. Like, there's yeah. there's no way around it. We are the last ones coming back. Um, I really think sporting events are going to come back sooner because they can do the socially distanced thing, even in an arena, you know, like, they're yeah, potentially yeah, they able do to do stuff. Row or yeah. some shit like that. Like, so, yeah. you know, they're going to come back first. But for especially, like, the more local, the DIY band, stuff like that, like for in Chicago, for example, for Cobra Lounge or, you know, the Metro or anybody up there to put on a show, it's going to be the last thing they're allowed to do. Yeah. yeah. I feel bad for all these venues, too, that, like, you know, a lot of them, like, Beat Kitchen and bottom lines they have they have kitchens so right. they can still at least be open that way as as a restaurant they have patios they can at least do that do carry out orders but like you know venues like you know subterranean and, and mm-hmm. metro and stuff like that they don't have kitchens they you know they're just sort of hanging on yeah i don't, I don't know how but they are i mean they're they're hopefully getting the, the proper like business loans and shit but it's yeah it's, that's the other thing too it's like once this comes back like what you know, luckily, I haven't heard of any venues out in Chicago closing down, which is good. But I have heard of so many throughout the country closing down. And it's just like, where what's it going to look like once we can play shows again? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, I I shoot a lot of Live Nation shows, so I'm, I'm not 
disparaging them at all, but like, I don't want to live in a world where Live Nation controls all the venues. <laughs> yeah, like neither do I. Because, well, it, you know, and like, I I really mean that sincerely, but I love shooting the Live Nation shows. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but no offense to you guys or any other band, like there's a lot of bands that Live Nation's never going to fund a show for. It's just not going to yeah. happen. So yeah, exactly. What, you know, how do, how do bands make it to a Live Nation level uh, without having other venues to play, you know? So I'm in that yeah. same boat here in, in the Indianapolis area. I think we had one, but I think they were on the fence about remaining open much longer anyway. So that one I'm not super worried about, but there are a few down here in Indy that I'm just like, I don't, they don't have, like you said, they don't have food, any carry out options, anything like that. So like, I don't know how you're doing it, but, (laughs) but hang on, you know, I, there's, there's gotta be stuff, you know, there's all kinds of, um, organizations now that I've seen popping up to that are trying to support independent music venues and things like that. Um, yeah. So hopefully yeah, we did this we did this live stream thing um where we we had uh we we do this thing every January called Snooze Fest. It's yeah. a punk rock pajama party. So yeah. we uh, all the bands are wearing their PJs and all the people let it go wear their PJs and it's always a benefit thing. So we did a Snooze Fest from home thing a yeah. few months ago. We wanted to do a second volume of it, but it was just like right around then was when all the uh the protests were happening. I'm like, I don't know if you know Right this is like the the right time for it. We'll probably do one eventually and another one of those, you know, we'll, we'll probably have to skip this or at least postpone 2021's uh, snooze fest. Cause January still seems a little too, too early for everything. But, um, yeah, the snooze fest from home thing that we did was, uh, we, we were kind of, we, we couldn't put a, a direct link, but there is like a, I don't even remember. I think it was like Neva, the national something like that venue association, association yeah. or, or or else it was civil it was the Chicago independent venue league. It was one of those that we right. were, we, we had, um, we had my buddy Jacques who does the pop punk and pizza podcast. He like did the little intro and plugged it and everything. And we, we put the links in there. So hopefully that raised a little bit of money and, um, it sucks because we all want to raise money for these venues to help the venues out, but then we're also like, we also need to try and make some money. So right. it's like, there's only so much and it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I've said it a, a few times through quarantine with different artists that I've interviewed. Like, I think staying in, in front of people through Instagram live or whatever, you know, though that's a great mm-hmm. tactic because you're able to interact with fans and everything. And hopefully that will turn into when shows are allowed to happen, selling out, you know, the smaller cap rooms and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's like, do, do we want to risk that? You know what I mean? Like we want you guys to come out, but we also want to be real safe and make sure that we're not endangering ourselves or, or the fans. So it's like that catch 22 of please come support us, but don't come support us. If there's a risk, you know, like, what do we do? I know. <laughs> I know. It's 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 such a weird situation for everyone to be in. And you know, I, I do hope that once everything is, you know, I, I feel like it's just based on whether whether or not we end up with a vaccine. I think that's the biggest thing. And yeah. Hopefully that happens sooner than later, but you never know. And you know, once once we can play shows again, I hope this incentivizes people that to, to actually be like, I, I've missed this and I need to go out. So they're going to be going out to see all the bands they missed. And, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully this just actually just draws more people out that normally be like, well, I'll see the band next time they roll around. Cause you never know at this yeah. point when, <laughs> when something like this is going to happen, you know? But yeah, I saw so, a, I saw a meme the other day that was, um, I think it was the SpongeBob singing meme, like his marching band meme, but uh, yeah. it was like somewhere there was a vocalist that said, this is your last chance to get crazy. And they were actually right. Like it was the oh. last chance for anybody to get crazy. So that's, that's, that's sad. Yeah. Right. Like I was like, yeah. Oh, oh man. <laughs> yeah. It, it's funny, but I'm sad now. Thanks. Right. Um, so yeah, man, I, I think that's pretty much everything I've got for you. I super appreciate you taking the time. Um, yeah. What I do want to give you the opportunity um, to do is 
obviously we'll link all your socials. Um, we'll link over to open, open your ears records, the, you know, so the fans can purchase the album if they've not already, um, all that sort of stuff. But feel free, however long it takes you do the, uh, the standard closing plug of everything and, and tell fans what you want them to know. Alrighty. Let's, uh, scroll down the list here. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, so so Instagram and Twitter we're at Guardrail Sucks. Um, Facebook is Facebook slash Guardrail Chicago. They wouldn't let us put sucks in the URL, so huh. you know that's that's Facebook for you, right? Um, and we are. I I just got an Xbox for the. Hey, this is my first video game system since PS2, so I'm very happy about that. So we're going to be on Twitch actually, a little more often. Awesome. Uh, we're Twitch.tv slash Guardrail. Um, the record comes out September 25th. Uh, we really hope you enjoy it when it does come out and, uh, pre-order it. We have vinyl, we have CDs, we have a limited, uh, limited edition t-shirt bundle with, with the vinyl records. So, um, go to the open your ears website for that pre-order it. And, uh, yeah, I, hopefully we'll see you all soon. I don't, I don't know, uh, when that will even be, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be on the socials and interacting with everybody as much as possible. And, uh, yeah, thanks for hanging in there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, we'll, we'll definitely, um, obviously post this and, and promote this, but, uh, you know, if we see some, some stuff, I'm all about, you make the scene was truly my vision when I, when I left some of the other companies I worked for, the, you make the scene name really came from from like wanting to build community amongst everybody you know whether you're a fan yeah. an artist the light guy like guitar tech whoever like this all doesn't happen in the music industry without everybody um so i'm all about yeah. like when i see bands that are hey you know we're gonna do this live stream or you know your twitch thing things like that like i'm all about sharing that stuff too so we'll we'll try to keep you guys on the the radar and help push you back yeah. you know some sort of little bit of spotlight maybe to, to people to, oh yeah that is going on today and and jump over and check that out so um yeah man i like i said i appreciate your your time and and this conversation and i'm looking yeah, forward we... to people you know hearing this record because i really think that like i said it's nostalgic but fresh enough and and new enough that it's going to hook some some extra people and go like ah oh, shit this is yeah this is what i want you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. I, I really appreciate all the kind words and anyone listening, you know, on behalf of me and Ken and Alyssa and Doug, like we we just know that we love you and we care about you and we want to see you soon. Awesome, man. Thanks for your time and uh, go enjoy the rest of your, your Labor Day. <laughs> Alrighty, man. Thanks. You too. Thanks. Alrighty, take care. Later, man. And that was my conversation with Kevin from the band Guardrail. Um, again, really enjoyed talking to him. Had a lot of fun. Uh, the Chicago music scene is one of my favorites because, like we talked about in the episode there, there's so much diversity and um, literally, like, everybody's so welcoming in that that music scene where you can kind of be from any genre of music and people are willing to at least listen. Um, it's really refreshing. And like we were saying, you know, there's so many venues in Chicago where you can literally go check out part of a show, see an opening act or whatever, see your friends in a band. And if you're not feeling the show or whatever, you can leave and walk down the street a lot of times and find another show going on back when shows happened. Uh, so hopefully we'll get back to that because it is a really, really cool experience. Um, really excited for these guys. They are signed to Open Your Ears Records now. Uh, the new EP called Yikes is dropping on September the 25th. Um, you know, it's not easy for bands to drop new music during this pandemic and not being able to get out and showcase it the way that they want to. So anything you guys can do to help support them, 
Um, as always, there's going to be links to their socials and everything in the description of the podcast. Highly recommend you go over, give them a like, give them a follow. That little bit of support is huge. Um, like and share their music. Uh, add it to playlists. I mean, you know, all that stuff plays major factors. Um, and especially bands that are active on social media and whatnot are going to notice those things. And the, the cool thing with guardrail, um, and a lot of the artists that I talk to, but you know, guardrails super active on, on Instagram and whatnot. They're constantly replying to fans and, you know, comments and reposting in stories and all that sort of stuff. So super engaging, really, really enjoy what they're doing. Um, so go check them out for today. What we'll take you out on is their new single off the EP. Again, the EP is called yikes coming out September the 25th. The single is called till we're dead. And that's this week's episode, guys. Remember, take care of yourselves Take care of each other, and you make the scene.